Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. The Graveyard Riddle by Lisa Thompson, Chapter 10. The next day was Saturday. I hadn't set my alarm, but I still woke up early. I turned my phone on and searched on the internet for any mention of M18. They had once existed, but during the World War II, but during World War II. Then I searched stolen Kingfisher necklace and found a newspaper report. It was real. A necklace had been stolen from the museum at Cambridge and back in 2015. No one was ever prosecuted and the necklace was never found. The police believed that it was unlikely that it would ever be recovered. So one thing is true, at least. I decided to go back on the plague house to see if I could find out more. I had a shower and got dressed, and then downstairs to get breakfast, I was buttering my toast, and Mum came into the kitchen through the back door. She was carrying some gloves, a saw, some clippers, and a large green sack. Hello, love, she said. I'm going to cut down that old tree in the front garden. Fancy, fancy giving me a hand? The garden was mostly a driveway and some dead conifer tree that and a dead conifer tree that stood in the corner mum had never bothered with the garden much before the house was on the market all of this was a waste of time and i wasn't going anywhere i can't i said i'm going to the graveyard this morning i it won't take long said mum and it'll do you good to have a break from that place for a while it's not healthy melody being surrounded by all that death and sadness i'm baffled I'm, it baffled me how anyone could find the graveyard a sad place. To me, it was full of history and beauty, and now a boy who claimed to be a spy. I opened my mouth to say something about Hal, but closed it again. She'd kept secrets so I could keep mine. Please, Melody, she said, waving a pair of, or please, Melody, she said, waving a pair of gardening gloves at me. Team MC? I sighed and finished my piece of toast. Hell and the graveyard would have to wait. I can't remember. It's like starts with a C. Let's see here. Mm. Well, let's see if I can find it. Mm. I don't know. I can't find it. I'm sure we'll remember at some point. Okay. Cutting down the con- conifer tree was almost almost the first time Team MC had been defeated. The trunk was thick, and and Mum's small saw was too blunt to cut through, to cut through it. We tried to dig around the base, hoping that we'd be able to lift it up from the roots. But after an hour, we still hadn't gotten anywhere. Frankie had, Frankie lay on the front door mat in the sun. Every now and then, he lifted his head to check that we were still there, and then laid back down again. I'm going to see if I can borrow a better saw from Mr. Charles, said Mum, wiping the sweat from her forehead. It won't be long. Mr. Charles lived in the house next to Matthew's. He was always pottering around his garden, so he was bound to have something that we could use. While I waited, I I snipped at a few of the branches of the dead conifer. Two front door... Two front door... 
doors banged shut and Matthew and Jake both came down their paths at the same time. They made their way over. Hey, Melody, said Matthew. Hi, I said. Where are you two off to? We're going into town, said Jake. There's a new gaming place that we want to take a look at, don't we? He looked at Matthew, who nodded. Oh, I said. I didn't think you were into gaming, Matthew. He shrugged. I'm just giving it a look, he said. Jake started laughing. Yeah, well, it beats hanging around the graveyard any day, he said. I pressed my lips together and glared at Jake. I I almost told him about the plague house and how interesting things had become over there, but I stopped myself, and I turned to Matthew. Why don't we go into town next weekend, I said. We can go to Mum's Cafe and get and I'll get a milk and get a milkshake. Jake snorted and Matthew gave a shrug. I don't know, he said. Maybe. It was clear that he wasn't keen. I kept my chin up and tried to look like I wasn't bothered. Come on, Matthew, let's go, said Jake. Matthew gave me a weak smile and then turned away and began to walk down Chestnut Close towards the, towards the town. It was only then that I allowed my smile to fade to crumble. It took Team MC another hour to cut the conifer down, even with the brand new garden saw that Mum had borrowed from Mr. Charles. While we worked, he stood and watched us. If you angled the saw downward a little more, Cla- oh, Claudia, Claudia, you'll find a grip on it much better, he said. Oh, Mm-hmm. That's what I just said. <laughs> Mum didn't reply. Not like that, Mr. said Mr. Charles. You tell you what, let me have a go at it. Thank you, Mr. Charles, said Mum. Her voice muffled along the branches. We're managing just fine. Are you sure, said Mr. Charles, because your technique is all wrong. I'm happy to. We're fine, thank you, Mum yelled through the branches. Oh, right you are, said Mr. Charles. I'd never known Mum to ask anyone for help. After Dad left, she said the two of us can do anything if we put our minds to it. And we had. Mr. Charles took a silver key with a, a little red plastic fob attached to his trouser pocket. If you don't need me, then, Claudia, I'll just, pop, I'll just pop to number one and check the place over. I'll be back in a jiffy. I like a key. He said, thank you, Mr. Charles. No need to rush, said Mum from deep within the conifer. Mr. Charles hesitated for a moment and then walked off. <laughs> I know. I took a deep breath and watched him go. He went up the driveway of the house next door and then used a key inside to get in. Number one chestnut clothes had been empty for months. Now, every couple of weeks or so, Mr. Charles checked on it to make sure everything was okay, collected the mail, and made sure that there were no leaky pipes or anything. The owner's children lived abroad with their family so that they weren't so they weren't around to do it themselves. At last, said Mum, as she managed to saw through the last bit of the trunk. The old, crusty brown conifer slumped onto the driveway like it had suddenly fainted. Mum straightened up and wiped her forehead. Well done, Mum, you did it, I said. For a moment, I forgot I was angry at her and felt proud that she'd achieved what she'd set out to do. That's what team and that's what team MC was all about, not giving up. I helped her drag the the dead tree into the back of the car so that she could take it to the recycling center. Thank you, Melody. I'm glad that this is out of the way, she said, slamming the trunk shut. I won't be long, she I won't be long. She climbed into the driver's seat and gave me a wave as she reversed on the driveway. I went inside with and Frankie followed me, flopping onto his bed in the kitchen. I'd taken him out for his walk. I'll take him out for his walk later. I grabbed an apple from the fruit bowl and a, 
in my key from the hallway table, then shut the door and trotted across the cul-de-sac and headed down the alleyway between the rectory and Jake's house at number five to the graveyard. Oh, she didn't bring her dog. I wonder why she didn't bring her dog to the graveyard. Strange. Interesting. What? Why didn't she bring her dog to the graveyard? <laughs> You're still awake. I can see your eyes. <laughs> nice try, though. <laughs> you want me? Oh, if you're so tired, do you want me to stop reading? <laughs> How come? Are you awake? Yeah, I thought so. 